stuff. I, you know, honestly, I don't pay attention to video game news anymore. I, I, I don't, I don't care about other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, it, really, I don't play video games necessarily because I'm want to be great at them. I just enjoy playing them. So fuck it. If, if what other people's opinions? Sure. Um, that's generally how I feel about video games as well. I, to I be fair, that's it's... generally how I feel about everything. Yeah, it's just interesting. In this case, or why I was particularly interested in everyone hitting Battle for Azeroth is because uh, it seems like uh, this is like now thousands of people who are coming to the realization that major corporations don't care what you think about their product. Well, major corporations care about what you think, care about what you think about their product if it affects their bottom line. If it doesn't, then they don't give two shits. Yeah, and that's the thing is Blizzard already got millions of dollars from people getting Battle for Azeroth, resubscribing, already been subscribed for like three months, and like, oh, if nothing doesn't change in this next patch, then I'm going to unsubscribe. They don't even care about our criticism. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, what's going to... They made like a billion dollars off of you guys already, and you'll come back for the next expansion. That's exactly what it is. Like, they'll, they'll promise the next expansion will be better, and you dummies will be back. Yep. Meanwhile, I haven't played World of Warcraft since whatever the one they introduced the Death Knights were. Wrath of the Lich King. Wrath of the Lich King. And I only, I too. Yeah, I really I haven't played since Burning Crusade. Yeah. So I feel superior than everybody. Yeah, pretty much. Um, my feelings are more like, oh, welcome to adulthood or reality, everybody. <laughs> welcome to the disappointment of reality. Welcome to the disappointment of capitalism. They're not creating a work of art for you to enjoy they want your money and they got your money and uh, you go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of works of arts I, I also saw you know, the chaos by Stallone oh yeah the uh, the watch and pen okay. combo uh, designed by Sylvester Stallone oh there's as many skulls and flames as you would expect yeah uh, so you sent me the, the, oh, the, the vid- video for it. The video is maybe the best thing Special Stallone's ever done. Better than Rocky. Uh, better than Rambo. So I looked into the watch and pen combo after that. Um, they're expensive as shit. It's like a $70,000 watch or some crazy shit like that. Of course. You saw it though, right? Yeah. You saw the school. Uh-huh. Of course it's $70,000. Why was the animation so bad for their YouTube video? I assume it's like some, you know, company that doesn't really know computers. I mean, look at who it is. It's Sylvester Stallone who, I mean, I like Sylvester Stallone, but he's an an older generation of actor. He's in his 70s. He's still trying to look like he's in his 40s. Um, yeah, but it's not like his company that made the watch and the pen. Yeah, but that's it's just like the Sylvester Stallone. But if you get Sylvester Stallone to do a pen and watch combo, your whole company—that's your whole aesthetic, right? Yeah. Also, why did they advertise it as though like the pen was a hot item when it seems like the pen is just something that comes with the watch? I don't know, but they spent a lot of time on that pen. Mm-hmm. Like the most of the hype video was the pen, wasn't it? Yeah. And it seemed like it was just like, yeah, you get the watch, and there's a watch. <laughs> Because you're not going to buy a $70,000 pen. What the fuck do you do with that? Um, you're going to really covet it because... Well, also, why did you buy a $70,000 watch? Little Wayne. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it doesn't read text messages, right? You can't make phone calls with it. Um, no it doesn't track your heart rate. No. Also, uh, watches are for nerds. Most people are still watching, wearing watches now are... Well, rappers, obviously, but that's a different scenario. 
But like um the dickheads at my job that want to become dickheads that get paid more. Oh. Yeah, like the uh upper management types. Yeah. Middle management, I'd say. Yeah, that's fair. Middle management mm-hmm. types. Although upper management does wear they have some fine watches as well. Watches and uh either too short or too long tie. What's that all about? Well, the too long, that's obviously Donald Trump's influence mm. yeah, on the culture, which is disgusting. Uh, tighten up that tie. Uh, too short, I don't get. You just look stupid. I mean, really, you look stupid either way. Yeah, ties make you look whack. Uh, it's the uniform of the bourgeoisie. It's weird to me that suits and formal wear in general have become so firmly ingrained in society as that's how you're supposed to aspire to dress so that you can appear to be like bourgeois pigs. Um, <laughs> actually <laughs> well, pretty terrifying how society operates in certain capacities because <clears throat> if you think about it there's uh, that where if you want to be successful or look successful or be seen as a good person better put on your tie and your button up maybe get a suit and it's not going to be a tailored suit because no one can afford that shit so you're just going to look like fucking extra on friends in the 90s because your suit's not the right size I mean, do yourself a favor. If you do buy a suit, you can get it tailored for a pretty reasonable price if you if you look around. Like the fucking dry cleaner would tell you a suit for like twenty bucks. I'd say just don't buy a suit. Let's I don't know. I look. Society. <laughs> I think everybody should go to the uh, the Star Trek uniforms, right? That was the suit of uh, of their time, right? The, the little. Was like the, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what. The, that's my that's recollection of the of the lore, but I could be wrong. Well, that's like, There's uh, a trekkie out there that's going to correct me, I'm sure. Yeah, to talk about uh, the death of Stalin again, uh, it's all you know, older actors playing old bureaucratic men in their shitty suits. Expensive suits, surely, because they're oligarchs, but um, they just look terrible because they're old, overweight men in oversized suits sort of thing. But then uh, Zukov shows up, the head of the Russian military, and he's got his formal regalia on. He looks fucking dope as shit. So I guess military uniforms are cool to me, but I don't like suits. Ah, huh? Hmm. I knew it. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, I'm admitting to rather than being a socialist, I'm a full blown uh, communist Soviet. I just I'm a tanky. I just fucking love that shit. Zukov. I think it's mostly just because he's played by Jason Isaac. Uh, he's just badass. In it. If there was a fatter, schlubbier actor playing Zukov, you would have been like, oh, no, no. I would have been like, oh, he looks terrible, too. But yeah, no, this size is handsome as fuck. They gave him, like, a cool face scar. Face scars are cool. Badass bullying everyone. He's got his chest full of medals. And, yeah, it's just great. <laughs> and then on uh, the complete opposite side of the spectrum, you can dress kind of differently for your, your the community you live in. And then you get sent to jail for... Murdering three boys, like the West Memphis three kids, just because they were kind of goth. Or was that guy Brian, Brandon Denicky that got killed in Texas for being a punk, and then the guy that killed him just got like parole. Oh yeah. It's like, uh, he dressed weird, so he deserved to die. It's a perfect way to segue into to RoboCop. It is actually because RoboCop is what we watched, and RoboCop is about the year twenty eighteen. <laughs> And they got a lot of shit right, let's be fair. Yeah, apparently it's only supposed to be take place in 1991 or something like that, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... I always like the, like the you know, dystopian future, or like dystopian near-future idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of feels like an alternate 1980s future even a little bit. Um, which I guess is really what they, they were going for. Yeah, an alternate early 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, best part to me is you know, your introduction to uh, to Red Foreman. 
<laughs> so he's the best part of the movie. Uh, after the movie was over, I was like, well, Kurtwood Smith, or Red Foreman, as he's more commonly known, wasn't in Robocop. I don't know how good of a movie it would have actually been. Well, I mean, if someone else was playing the role, you mean? Yeah. I think someone, they had some other people in mind, but uh, he definitely, he, he, he owned that role. He's crazy as Kurtwood Smith. He's or Kurtwood Smith's crazy as Clarence Burt Bronica. He's a, the best, absolutely the best part of the movie. Um, I mean, time he's on screen, it's like, all right, this is going to be fun. <laughs> he just chews up the scenery. Well, he's, uh, yeah, I mean, he's Red Foreman. That's what he did in that 70s show, too. Because it wasn't as obvious in a sitcom because everyone saw bombastic in a sitcom. Right. Uh, fine character actor, that Kurtwood Smith. Um, this movie is a lot more violent and, and cynical than I, re- I remember. Uh, it's probably been close to 20 years since I've seen it. Maybe longer than, than that. I might have been like 10 or Last younger than the first time I saw it. I'm trying oh, to think. I've, yeah, we were way... You, yeah, we definitely were by the time I was Ryan's age. Ryan's 10, I would have seen this movie. And I can't... Like, I, Ryan has not seen anything this violent, I don't think. Yeah, we... So I feel like I've been raising him wrong. I feel that way about your son often, too. Because how has he not seen all these ultra-violent movies that we saw when we were under 10 that we probably shouldn't have watched? <laughs> like, so after we're done here, I'm going to sit him down. We're going to watch Total Recall. Uh, Predator. Predator. Terminator. Predator. Oh, oh, yeah. So hold on. Let's talk about the history of this movie real quick. Because uh, it also applies to Terminator and other such things. So it was Robocop. It came out in 1987. It's produced by Orion Films. Uh, Ryan... Oh, no, right. he, he makes some great films. They wanted to start off doing like serious, real movies, you know, but they weren't making any money, so they took a chance on a little film called Terminator, which barely cost them anything to make, and it was a huge success. So they said, "Fuck it, we make sci-fi now." And the next movie they did was RoboCop. So that's RoboCop. How RoboCop got made because it was turned down by like ten other studios. Did they do Total Recall too? They did, and also Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven did a Total Recall. Paul Verhoeven had like a crazy run. Robocop. It goes Robocop, Total Recall. Showgirls or Showgirls? Starship Troopers. No, 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 we forgot one. What's the one with. um? Didn't he do the vagina one where with Sharon Stone? Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct, thank you. That's after Total Recall. And alright, so Robocop, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Showgirls. Um, Starship Troopers. I, I, is it great that I don't as a general? <laughs> and then he tops it off with Hollow Man, which is where you get to see Kevin Bacon's date. Oh, that's right. Hollow Man is not good, though. Um, um, why not? It's just, it, I mean... I haven't seen it since it came out, but... I just remember being... There's parts that are good. I just remember being really uneven. Like, you can kind of see the cracks in, in Verhoeven and Starship Troopers, in my opinion. Um, but... I, and I don't know if it could be, like, studio interference with Hollow Man or something like that. I just... It was just not... It's just not entertaining. Like the, like the obviously Showgirls is yeah a joke of a film right like, <laughs> yeah uh, but that's the thing is he does satire and sometimes it's really deep satire so I mean, my I, defense of Showgirls would be like uh, I think he did it on purpose yeah I mean I think you can see that with Showgirls and and Starship Troopers mm-hmm. for a degree and Starship Trooper Starship Troopers if I remember correctly he he wanted to make something another movie not related to uh, the book Starship Troopers, but the studio had the rights to Starship Troopers, and so they kind of like, well, we'll just put these two ideas together. That's okay, Verhoeven? Um, well, what it's kind of more like is uh, 
studio came to him with Starship Troopers, and he read the book, and Paul Verhoeven's uh, firmly on the left, and Starship Troopers, the book, what? is about fascism <laughs> being great. So what? he decided to make it uh, kind of taking the piss out of Starship Troopers because he thought, what was it, Robert? Who's the guy that wrote Starship uh, Heinrich. Heinlein? Heinlein, that's right. Heinrich, I'm good my. Um, Heinlein. Yeah, Verhoeven thought he was a dickhead, so he's like, all right, dickhead, I'm going to turn your dickhead book into a dickhead movie. Have you ever read any Heinlein books besides Starship Troopers? No, I don't really like sci-fi books, because, um, I don't know, I don't care about space that much, which is weird, I guess. That's not, that's unfair, because you watch watch sci-fi movies. Yeah, but I like it more when they're on Earth. Well, I mean, there's plenty of sci-fi books that take place on, on Earth. But I mean, they, what I was going to do with Heinlein, like it's his, he has a very militaristic just body of work. It's all very kind of fascisty. But isn't that uh, symptomatic of sci-fi in general? Mm, I would, no, no, I wouldn't say that's fair. I would say certainly some authors, and there's a definitely a, uh, a kind of a, a, a little bit of a fascist current running through that generation, like the Heinlein, mm. Asimov kind of people. But I don't think that, I don't think that's true of all sci-fi. Yeah, well, Robocop's a fascist movie, but... Is it? It's not, but it's presented, like, um, so... It's presented... <laughs> it's presented no, I mean, like, the world is... It's a very fascist world, but, like, mm-hmm. the the character you're rooting for, Robocop, is not necessarily a very fascist character. No, and then also the, all the trappings of fascism that make up the society in Robocop... Are mocked. Being lambasted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll buy that for a dollar. <clears throat> yeah, I think the writer, um... I forgot to write down his name, but it was a cool name. He said, uh, basically, it was the most liberal fascist movie ever made. (laughs) Yeah, it's just really bloody and gory and about, you know, a fascist system. But also, Murphy is kind of a dork. Um, If if I remember my movie trivia correctly, I think Michael Ironsides was the other person that Verhoeven was looking to, to play Robocop. Yes, but they which would have been crazy. Can you imagine that voice as Robocop? Well, it would have been much more intimidating. Yeah, it would have been a different but movie. The thing is, um, <clears throat> a lot of the people they considered to play Robocop, they couldn't cast because uh, then they would look too crazy in the suit. Well, I mean, P- Peter Weller's lower face already looks crazy in that suit. Well, I mean, he has the uh, perfect face. I mean, like if you he voiced Batman in The Dark Knight, uh, Returns cartoon animated movie, mm-hmm. but like if you got him in a Batman costume around the eighties, I would have bought him as Batman. Uh, I mean, not me, just because he's like really wimpy outside of the suit. You know what I mean? You can lift some weights. I guess they cast Michael Keaton in Batman nineteen eighty nine. He's a little wimp. That's true. <laughs> but um, that's the point, though. It's Peter Weller with a really small frame, kind of a little guy. Yeah, he's a live guy for Altalias. Yeah, that's why they cast him as RoboCop. A lot of the other people are like, oh, no, if we put him in the suit, yeah. fucking ridiculous. Oh, I'm squirrely. He's, he's got a crazy voice, too. He, apparently, um, Peter Weller did, like, months of, like, mime work to get ready <laughs> to use the suit. There's a couple points in this where I'm like, man, Peter Weller is just doing the robot in that suit. Well, they, they, well, as soon as they got the suit, though, uh, and they put him in it, he realized he could barely move in it. So him and his mime coach had to go back and... Like, rework it? Yeah, and so, yeah, he just... Walk around doing robot stuff. There, yeah, there's this, there's one particular scene, and I guess maybe we we actually go through the plot. We'll talk about it, but yeah, when he bursts into the uh, the cocaine den, the cocaine laboratory, mm-hmm. 
uh, where he's getting shot at, and he like he does a he does a full on robot. Yeah, he's it's like, like ooh 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 ooh. It's gonna start dodging bullets after that. So I was expected. Another interesting fact about that particular scene: the guns they were using in it like constantly jammed. So that's why it's cut up so quickly. Like every cut is only like three seconds. And making it more intense that's just because their props didn't work mm-hmm. no, I mean it's a situation where the props not working made the movie better because yeah, that's a really that that's a movie. cool scene yeah. I was I, there, uh, I was when I was watching I'm like man that's a really well cut scene I didn't know it was an accident because yeah, this was only 87 we weren't getting those quick jump cuts yet until Robocop and they're just like oh shit we gotta disguise these guns not working <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll talk about the plot now um I, I, mean, it was, I guess one other thing before we start, the, it is like a very cyberpunk y movie, but not actually a cyberpunk movie. And we talked about this before, there's not really a lot of true cyberpunk movies that are, that are cyberpunk. No, uh, there's a lot of movies that are have the mentality or were inspirations for cyberpunk to be made into comics and anime and stuff, but not too many actual films that are just straight up cyberpunk, there's... Blade Runner, but that predates Cyberpunk. It's just kind of the inspiration for Cyberpunk, but it's the most Cyberpunk movie there is. And then Akira, yeah, which was a manga first before it became a film. So I don't know, but then I can't really think of anything else. Yeah, that's it. That's the two I got. Yeah. And then you have movies like Terminator or RoboCop that are kind of quasi Cyberpunk. Uh, even Total Recall has some Cyberpunk. I guess elements. Total Recall is like a Cyberpunk movie, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Well, it's mostly. Uh, I, I would, in my mind, I don't think a cyberpunk movie should have any hint of of aliens. And there's definitely some extraterrestrial life. Yeah, but that's Tobergal. like ancient aliens. I guess you're getting a little too in the sci-fi fantasy world for me at that point. <laughs> for my cyberpunk, I still yeah. like Total Recall. I just don't know what to call it a cyberpunk Cyber, movie. Yeah. I mean, it has a, a lot of the values of cyberpunk. Yeah, it's true. But again, it goes back to what you just said, that there's a lot of movies yeah. that influence cyberpunk are not cyberpunk-esque, but not actually cyberpunk. Yeah. And then, I'll, I mean, Philip K. Dick, it, it's based off of Philip K. Dick's short story. Philip K. Dick is responsible for being an inspiration for cyberpunk, but his books are I mean, the, cyberpunk. Yeah. Right, the two, we totally recall, it's the Philip K. Dick novel, right? Well, not exactly. Short story. Yeah. And yeah, quite... Totally changed. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we start the movie with the news broadcast. Yeah, which is uh, something Verhoeven did in Starship Troopers, too. There's a lot of news broadcasts or uh, more propaganda elements in yeah. Starship Troopers, but the same kind of idea. Um, it's propaganda in this, too. Right, but a different kind of propaganda. Well, this is the propaganda we're used to right now. Starship Troopers is more wartime propaganda. I, I love the uh, the commercial for the heart. The Yamaha heart? Yamaha heart. Yamaha well, it could be Toyota. Toyota, too. Wasn't that an option? Or Hyundai? Oh, yeah. It might have been. But, yeah. But you can, there's a whole range of hearts. You can pick the one you want. Yeah, I just wrote down Yamaha heart. Because I was like, yeah, that works. <laughs> Yamaha heart. Mine's going to have a racing strip on it. <clears throat> uh, but if you can't afford the new heart, you can get the refurbished heart for half the price. Seems like you'd have a lot of problems, though. Based on things that are refurbished. <laughs> well, that's not a problem. For a heart? I don't see it. I don't see it. You just gotta, you'll just have to keep replacing it. Like Dick Cheney. And Yamaha keeps getting money. Speaking of Dick Cheney, you see the trailer for Adam McKay's movie about Dick Cheney? I haven't, but I, I'm interested. I'm sure it'll be an interesting movie. It's just... 
Seems like a weird choice to make a Dick Cheney movie, right? Uh, guys, Dick Cheney and W were war criminals. They're not cute old men. Stop making them cute. I know the movie will probably go into, like... I think that kind of, like, the point of the movie, though, is to try to... Yeah, but it's also going to be still, like, kind of lighthearted romp because Adam McKay's making it, or at least, like, pretty tongue-in-cheek. But isn't it Christian Bale is... Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney? Like Christian Bale fell off. Don't. the last good movie Christian Bale is in. Don't, don't look at me and say that. <laughs> American Hustle. Boring ass. Uh, <laughs> David O. Russell, you made one good movie and you've been just writing that shit out. I Heart Huckabees? That was pretty good. All right, yeah. <laughs> oh, Three Kings. Sorry, he's made a few good movies. <laughs> one of them was American Hustle. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't mean... I liked Out of the Furnace. Where he, uh, I didn't see it. Uh, but that one was just my movie game is real. Like I've been, I've, I'm, I have a big gaps in my movie knowledge. My new movie knowledge from like the last ten years. Oh well, you can't be on this nerd podcast anymore. Though. I absolutely can. We're watching movies from when I was a kid. We're oh. fine. <laughs> just don't mention a movie made after 1999. I'll be all right. All right. Well, 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 well probably more like 2010. Well, that's my point though. Is that. <laughs> Chain, w, Which is why I still think Christian Bale is great because like the last movie I saw him in was The Dark Knight. <laughs> he was amazing in it, I guess, but that's just still the Heath Ledger show. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, there's a lot of good people in also, the Dark Knight. Also, when's the last time you watched The Dark Knight? I know, it's been a while. Um, Do you think it aged poorly? I watched it like a month ago, and I I think it is kind of aging, not so oh, great. That's sad. Batman Begins is still great though, right? I haven't seen Batman Begins in a long time. I actually did watch Batman Begins with the kids not that long ago. It was still pretty good. Yeah, Dark Knight wasn't awful yet, but um, yeah, it's starting to age. Or maybe it's just because, well, it's starting to show its age, and then also it's been so uh, milked into memes and oh. so cultural. The cultural impact it's had, like everything's so diffused and derivative about the Dark Knight now. It's just like, eh, okay, I guess. <laughs> and Red Foreman. You rascal, that's my next note. Because <laughs> Kerwood Smith shows up right after the uh, introduction through the news and the hearts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, no, I thought the first uh, the first thing we see is, uh, is, is Peter Weller, and he's the new guy on the force, right? Oh, yeah, Peter Weller, kind of dorky. That's my note. Yeah, because he's just showing yeah, up. Yeah, he's like a kind of a goof, but like you also kind of get the impression that he, he might be... The good serious, at his job? Serious man. Yeah. No, I just see, like, uh, there's Peter Weller. I can see he did a lot of mime work leading up to this movie. He's got, like, a dork guy shirt on, and he's like, Hey, Captain, I'm here to be a police. <laughs> um, and, we, you know, you get some story beats here. So there's, uh, the cops are having a hard time with, uh, with crime. We got the one cop that's in critical condition. It's I'm pretty sure we're supposed to assume that Boddicker is responsible for that guy, right? Yes, there. Oh, that's what it is. Is um originally right after that intro, they did have a scene showing Kurtwood Smith uh, and his gang killing some cops. I'm calling him Red the entire thing, uh, or Boddicker at best. Red and his uh, his gang killing some cops, and then yeah, so that cop is. Yeah, it's a cop killer. And like, so the it's uh, it's Murphy's introduction to the force, and he's in there listening to all the new cop or the, the cops bitch, and they're like, ah, oh, Blue Lives Matter, we're gonna strike. Yeah, we're going on strike, Blue Lives Matter. And then the Sarge comes in, in classic nineteen eighties um, sergeant trope. It's a you know the black hard nosed desk sergeant. Mm-hmm. He's like 
Shut. We're yeah, cops. We're cops. We, we're here to protect. We don't strike. So Look at this dead man. Because there's been tons of police strikes in the United States history. Yeah, tons of them. Tons it's called a sick out. Sick out? Why is gotta, it called that? You gotta call in sick. Oh. Um, also, the locker room for the cops is unisex. Yeah, which is... me a lot of the shower scene from Starship Yeah, that's me too. I'm like, another Starship Troopers thing. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I feel like Verhoeven's like, yeah, let's just remake Robocop. With, with bugs. Or also, maybe he's just Dutch. I f- maybe I feel like even in the Netherlands is probably like. Um, you think there's co-ed showers all over the place? Not co-ed showers necessarily, but I don't think nudity is the same. Well, that's obviously yeah. true, but. I don't know. These American cops—they all have shower time together. American. I thought he was making like a progressive comment because they're all showering and changing together, but that's no one, sexual. no one cares at all. Yeah. Or. He's just like, let's get some titties in there. <laughs> that's the other thing, too. I'm like, oh, it's 1980s. So because you could do a co-ed dressing room without showing a titty. You can have the girl facing the other way. You could, but... It's 1980. Why would you, why would you in the 80s? <laughs> oh, also, Verhoeven originally wanted there to be a sex scene between Robocop and Lewis in Robocop. How does that even fucking work? I don't know, but I really wish it was in there because, like, does he have a robo dick? Like, no, it's the hand thing. I'm 10 to 1. That spike? Yeah. He's going to jack into her Is and he? download her... No, Miles. Verhoeven had a really crazy sex scene in mind. Didn't it would have been a completely different movie. Well, unfortunately, it didn't make it to the final cut because I want to see Robocop sex scene. <laughs> maybe, maybe they storyboarded it and you can find it. Oh, I'm on the hunt for it now. If anyone's got any hookups, let me know. Verhoeven, if you're out there and you got those storyboards, is he, is he dead yet? No, he's directing another movie right now. Oh, that's right. He's got one cut. I think he's got one out next year. Mm-hmm. He had a new movie like two years, two years ago, ago. Um, L, which was actually really good. I didn't see it. As, as you should know, since I haven't seen a movie yeah. in 10 years. Oh, no, and then we meet Louis, Louis. Yeah, but first there's a guy on PCP again in the lobby of the police station. Well, that's how we meet Louis, right? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, she comes in moments later, but a bunch of cops are getting beat up by this guy on PCP. No, she's, uh, she's trying to arrest him, and she gets thrown off by that dude. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to get this guy. And she gives him a, screw, a sweet kick right to the back of the head. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and later on, you find out that like the OCP has been directing you know potential candidates into the precinct, and it kind of makes me think that we're supposed to think Luis is one of the other potential RoboCop candidates. I think they probably would have just went for anyone, to be honest. Well, no, because they didn't get the other. Well, I guess maybe, but they the the guy the well, okay, Bob yeah. is like, hey, we're we're, we're filtering potential candidates into a high risk areas. We're gonna get somebody. Oh yeah, that's well, no, that's because that's why Murphy was transferred. Right, right. So I think Luis. I think the impression from like her being such a badass is that oh, we're supposed to think she's another potential she'd candidate. Be a too. At least that's what I'm thinking. Maybe. In my head canon, that's how it works. Yeah, I think it's just uh, timing worked out. You know, don't he, take this away from her. He didn't have the approval to make a Robocop until shortly after Murphy died. So yeah, but he said he was already filtering people in, which is why Murphy's there. Mm-hmm. So. Even though, you know, they, they're not really going to follow through with Bob's plan. Bob. He's still going through with it like that. Because Bob, Bob's a planner. Although, uh, as we find out, not that great a planner. Um, so, Murphy and Lewis are going to be friends now, or partners. Yep, and they have a little bit of a... Because I like, always drive Like a dick-waving contest yeah, right here. I always drive when I'm... Breaking in a new partner. If I was this, I'd be like... Shut the fuck up, Peter Weller. You can ride in the trunk. I'm gonna, wear, I'm gonna wear you like a scarf. Peter Weller, you're a dork. Oh, and there's when they're pulling out of the um, what's it called? The police station. Police station, but you know they have a, oh, the motor pool, the police oh, yeah. motor pool. There's a phrase for it. Uh, the bumper drags on the ramp, and you'll notice throughout the movie, anytime they're going up or down the ramp, the bumper drags. Yeah. <laughs> some sparks. Interesting touch. It's cool. That's how you know. It's a yeah. cool little effect. And then we get to see the real, the real criminals here. Yeah. And it's the um, board 
that OCP. Mm-hmm. Dick Jones, Bob, Kenny, Johnson. The gang's all here. They all look like old and jerks. And the old man. Yeah, they call him the old man. They call Dick Jones an old man. Um, and then at one point, they're in the bathroom, and Bob and his friend are like, ah, they're old, we're young. It's like, no, you look like you're 40. Yeah, at best. Yeah. Also, uh, Bob is, uh, as you may know, the villain from uh, Blank Check, which is a movie written by the person responsible for the Bible for, for screenwriting yeah. in, the, in movies. Um, someone we should all look up to, because obviously we know Blank Check is one of the greatest movies ever written. And at this point, I'd like to think, ask you when you think uh, Robocop's Dark Night of the Soul or Long Night of the Soul was, or Long Dark Night or whatever bullshit whatever, he came up with yeah, it, to make out story there. beats. Um, I guess that's when his, uh, he gets shot by the other cops. Mm, you think so? I think it would be when he goes home and he sees that he has no family anymore, but he is, in fact, a real man. That's the best fucking scene in the movie. <laughs> I actually really like that scene in his house. It's yeah, but the way they cut it, it's so cool. He's built up. And then he, he's just like, you can tell the Robocop's getting agitated and he's just kind of like power walking. <laughs> oh man. Damn, Robocop. You're feeling things. Uh, so they talk about uh, corporate growth. Um, the interesting thing is the old guy's like, oh, we've made a lot of profits. Oh, I know. It's time we give something back to the community. And Which I, is, I thought they were immediately going to jump up and kill him. Like, what? Why would we give anything back to the community? This is our money. Corporations rule. Fucking party time. Well, there is that undercurrent because, like, he's like, we're gonna, we're gonna clean up the streets, and like, the only person that claps is Bob. <clears throat> yeah, and he has to convince other. He's got to kid make Kenny and Johnson clap. Uh, and Johnson's like, we're clapping this shit. What? Clean the streets? Uh, no, 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 no. This isn't what I was. This is taught as a child. I thought we were gonna make money. Where's all my money? Uh, it's like something that a lot of old billionaires do. Like they get close to death and like, oh shit, I gotta try to get into heaven or something. Oh uh, yeah, like when prisoners find God. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, Bill Gates has done this to a certain degree, right? I, I think he's obviously not as evil as the uh, the, <laughs> the potential RoboCop villains, but. It's exactly what he's done. He's he made a lot of money. He did screw over people to make a bunch of money, and now he's he's giving back and great for him. But he still fucked people over to do make money. My thing with Bill Gates is yeah he fucked over some people to make that money, but he fucked over some other jerks. So I don't care that he made some other rich boys unhappy. <laughs> and then now well, but some of them were weren't just rich else. boys. Some of them were. I mean, he, he fucked over some people that aren't rich boys. Oh, all right. Well, I feel bad for those guys. Right. I don't know. I mean, I guess you know. in business, you're, you're going to fuck somebody over at some point, which is probably why I'll never be a... Successful businessman? Yeah, I'll never be a billionaire unless I win that Mega Millions. Mega Millions. Which I guess they're going to call it Mega Bega, Bega Billions. Mega Billions. Bega Billions. Uh, the, um, we get introduced to Ed 209. Oh, yeah. Dick Jones is like, check out this monstrosity. <laughs> it was straight up right away. You're like, oh, man. That's not a cop. That's a... That's a goddamn military machine. Well, it's uh, based on the Huey. Right. The design is so it looks like a helicopter. And it makes animal noises, which is... I liked it. I remember when I was a kid, I, I maybe didn't necessarily understand immediately that I was making animal noises, but it's really blatant. Yeah. Like, I was dumb. <laughs> but I think that was a good choice. Remember in Metal Gear Solid 4 when they had the... Uh, Oh they, yeah, uh, the uh, monsters that made cow noises, so they're less. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're it just made cows really intimidating. Yeah, because they were dangerous and they were kicking the shit out. Of them, <laughs> like, sometimes they come out of fucking nowhere. What I'm saying is, when eventually these giant 
automated drones are patrolling our city streets, they probably will make animal noises. I picture it as not as like Ed 209s, they're probably more like the flying drone things, but make them scarier. Mm. Uh, and they probably make horrible like pterodactyl noises. I think they <laughs> like Chappie in the movie Chappie, the Neil Blomkamp movie with Diane. Where uh, as far as I'm concerned, Neil Blomkamp's only made one movie. District 9? Yeah. What about Elysium with uh, Matthew Damon? When was that made? 2012? A couple years after District 9, I guess. Nah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, well, Chappie is about a South African robot policeman. I mean, I know I know the movie. Oh. <laughs> well, they should make him like Chappie, and I don't mean like Chappie before he gets... Yeah, also, like, look, like Chappie. also, I saw Short Circuit, so I don't know that I need oh, to so see Chappie. Already, yeah, so you already saw Chappie. But the Short Circuit didn't have an offensive South African rap group in it. Yeah, they just had some offensive black stereotypes and an offensive Indian stereotype played by a white man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Oh, Johnny Five. Johnny Five. Oh, Johnny Five. <laughs> he was in brown face, right? Yeah. Um, the guy controlling N209 is named Dr. McNamara, obviously a reference to John McNamara, the guy that killed everybody for the American government during the Kennedy and Johnson administrations. Yeah, he was. He was second in defense. Johnson was like, you know what? You're an evil enough motherfucker to stay here. Come on, McNamara, let's do this. I mean, to be fair, really, it's it's Johnson that ramped up the Vietnam War, <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess McNamara was just um, cold and calculating. Yeah. He just got the job done. I'm just here to do work. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum and... I have some bubblegum rough, but I'm going to save it for later. What was that documentary that he was in, Fog of War? Yeah, Fog of War. That was pretty good. It was a really good one. Yeah. He made himself seem like an interesting guy instead of a war criminal. <laughs> You're big on the war criminal stuff. <laughs> They're just all over the place in America. <laughs> we, got a, we got a potential war criminal in Dick Jones right here with his fucking murder machine. Oh, yeah, so uh, he gives a gun to Kenny. Yeah, which is this a this is where South Park? Do they make comments on RoboCop? I don't know. They uh, Stan always has um, a Mad Max poster in his room. Yeah, I mean they're they're a few years older than us, I think, but from a similar I think they're like mentality. Ten or fifteen years older than us, quite a bit older than us. Whatever. But that's immediately I thought when I saw him. Like, oh shit! And he's <laughs> dropped a weapon. You have fifteen seconds to drop the weapon. And he drops it, but he's, he's <laughs> You have ten seconds to drop the weapon. Fucking hell! He's trying to, yeah, he's trying to punch people in front of him. Everybody's like, no. You think you at least try to run out of the room? That would have been my move. I don't know. He gets melted though. Yeah, he. This, um, my notes here are like, yes, gore. Because I forgot how violent this movie was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're really shooting his ass. <laughs> he had so many squibs in him. Squeeze in the front and in the back because you get the shot of him in the front getting shot. And it's like pop, 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 and then his back and popping up the other side. Yeah, I mean that that Ed 209 he's got some high powered uh, ammunition on him because he's he's blowing right through Kenny. Kenny, you got him. Let's again, like who in their right mind is gonna be okay with this on their city streets? Well, we're about to find out. Um, I think Amazon will just have to produce it, and everyone will be okay with it. You know, if you just paint it orange, you'll be fine. Yeah, it just, it just needs to have a little slightly less intimidating design and be, um, you know, visibly promoted by a large corporation. Because RoboCop's plenty intimidating, but like I would feel 10,000 times more comfortable standing next to RoboCop than I would Ed 209. I don't trust any pigs. 
so I'm not, not disagreeing. I'm not agree with you on that. I don't trust Robocop. <laughs> no cop. I don't want to call Robocop. He's going to come here and kick my ass. <laughs> come here and kick my ass. And, uh, and then um, there's a great line. The, uh, they're like, oh, man, I can't believe Kenny died. And then Bob goes, has life in the big city for you. <laughs> I guess. That's, I mean, if uh, in old Detroit, it seems like there is a lot of people just straight up dying. So maybe he's not wrong. Yeah. That's life in the big city for you. You might get killed by this crazy robot. Uh, uh, Bob goes over old Dick Jones' head to uh, to push his. You he know. don't even go over his head. He's like, "May I cut in, yeah. <laughs> old man?" In the security protocols division, which is like apparently, he's like been working really hard on it, but everybody else is taking it as a joke because they all know Dick Jones is gonna step on anybody's neck. Mm-hmm. To get what he wants. Everyone's afraid of Dick Jones. But the old man's like, I guess it's important that our future uh, AI police force doesn't murder people for no reason. It's just a bug. Uh, which, I mean, let's be fair. If Kenny was black, it would have been okay. Yeah, they would have just been like, um, put some drugs on him. <laughs> he had a Kenny had a small amount of marijuana in his apartment. Did yeah, you guys know? So, did you did you know that? <laughs> so he's basically a hardened criminal, and it's okay for him to die by a robot. Um, so Ra, uh, Bob, Bob gets to push his RoboCop plan, yep. which is where we learn that Murphy was probably redirected specifically so he can get shot up and become RoboCop. It's just bad timing for Murphy. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't him, it was going to be Luis or uh, Mustachio Man or maybe the Sarge. You don't know. Yeah, plus he probably still was going to get murdered by Boddicker anyways, so he would have just been dead anyways. Instead of Robocop. I think I'd rather be Robocop. No, I'd rather be dead than Robocop. I, I guess that's... I mean, no, that's not fair because if Robocop... The Robocop program didn't exist, then... Uh, oh, Murphy wouldn't even been there. Oh, my God. There's an interesting question about culpability I have about who's really responsible for Murphy's death here. And I don't know if this is intentional, but, like, you have Luis... Because the, the, the scene that happens right after this. We'll get to it. I'll, we'll... Let's get to it right now. We're jumping into this chase. Uh, there's a really cool synth track that starts playing, but then it just turns into like guitars and shit. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but they're chasing now. Back to the synth. Red and his gang, uh, much more competent gang than Death Wish Two. They all actually seem like real human beings, even though it's slightly comical because it's an action movie. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, these are all unique individuals. Uh, they seem to actually have goals. <laughs> there's like a purpose to their criminality. Um. Uh, they they do look very just very. If you they told me this was the gang from Death Wish, you I could would believe it. They mm-hmm. they're it very like similar 80s, gang. Eighties gang. Eighties gang, yeah, right? Just dressed kind of tough. Um, red like, red uh, is wearing between like punks and Vietnam veterans. Yeah, which is that's like the eighties like that's the person dangerous. Yeah, eighties tough guys, the yeah. punks and Vietnam veterans. Yeah, uh, red's wearing like some Himmler style glasses. Oh, Verhoeven cast him because he looked like Himmler. That's creepy as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I noticed too is that Red is constantly surrounded by just dumbasses. He's just tired of these people's shit. Oh, that one dude gets shot and he's like, take him up, boys. Can you fly, fly, Bobby? And they toss him out on the police car. (laughs) Meanwhile, Murphy's like, pull up along, son. I'm going to duel all my pistols at him. (laughs) Pop, 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 pop. And they kick open the door and he's like, oh, shit, he's gone. Oh, yeah, because they're, they're, like, gearing up. Like, all right, fucking, we bust these doors open. We're going to blast them. And they kick open the door. And, oh, no, they pulled them on the side of us, those tricky cops. And so they, they do, they, Murphy does manage to shoot Bobby. And they throw poor Bobby at, uh, at the cops, which is the first of two people hitting a cop car. 
Oh, the other one later is better. <laughs> yeah, way better. But it's you. I feel like you got to build up to that one. You don't start with it. Um, and that somehow them throwing Bobby at Murphy and Louise. Uh, I keep saying Louise. Uh, Louis. Uh, they somehow lose Red and his gang for a second. And then they manage to track him down. Like, I don't know how they, they find the van. First of all, I'm not sure how they lost him. I'm not sure how they track him down. There's probably some missing scene here. Yeah, probably. Um, I think um, it's like, hey, where are you criminals hanging out? Uh, abandoned foundry and stuff. <laughs> Steel wheels. So let's go. Uh, and they get there and they find out they're not going to get any backup. So Murphy's like, all right, you're the senior officer. You call it. And Luis is like, all right, we're doing it, motherfucker, because you, you challenged me earlier by whooping your yeah. dick out about the car thing. Yeah, so let's go die. So that's, here's my, here's my culpability. That's where it comes in. Who's really responsible for Murphy? Obviously, ultimately, it's, it's Reddit and his gang. Mm-hmm. But is it Bob because the RoboCop program transfers Murphy into this terrible division? Is it Murphy for being trying to be such a fucking TJ hotshot? Oh yeah, TJ Laser. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. TJ, TJ Laser. Yeah. <laughs> or is it is it Lewis for saying yeah, let's just fucking go in there when it's just you and me and we know there's eight guys inside this fucking foundry at least? I don't think anyone's responsible except for Murphy because he decided to become a cop. Oh, that's unfair. And this is what happens when you become a cop. You go, you go into foundries yeah. when you're undermanned and undergunned, and you get shot by Red Foreman. That's right. That's your destiny. Fucking dumbass. But they don't get shot right away, because first Lewis finds um, a guy peeing on something, and I was like, this shit, that'd be me, probably. <laughs> pulled up from a big heist, and like, we know the cops are after us or whatever, but, oh man, I just really got to Do they know the cops are after them? It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, because they're just kind of chilling. Like, right. We did it. But I'd definitely be like, shit, I gotta pee on this, all pee on this equipment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, she gets the drop on him, but then I guess she's like super interested in his dick. Because like that thing is she like whips down to see and then he beats her up. Yeah, I don't get it. Like you're, this is the argument against my, uh, my point of her potentially being a, a RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Is that she was easily distracted by his penis. Yeah, like, maybe she'll work, but she is pretty dick crazy. Um, I also... Before we watched it, I told you, like, I think I remember this movie pretty well. And then as I got into it, there's parts I remember well, and a whole bunch I did not remember well. But this dude's fucking goblin laugh gives me PTSD. As soon as yeah. he did it, like, my brain, like, oh shit. Yeah. Something terrible is about guy. to happen. Oh, this guy. Yeah, because he's. <laughs> he does it a lot. <laughs> Hobbits! <laughs> And so he punches her off the ledge. She lands on like a mattress or something. Yeah, and he's like, yep, killed her. Yeah, but she only really fell like 10 feet too. Yeah, I know. He's a terrible criminal. Yeah, but she is still like, oh, oh, my back. My neck and my back. (laughs) You're... Yeah, but then Murphy gets the drop on two of the other criminals. One of them looks like Flea. Uh, Dr. Romano? Romano? Dr. Romano from ER, you mean? Oh shit! That yeah, that's right. Uh, he's uh, he's old head surgeon dick face from ER. Whoa! Remember the episode I where about ER in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it every time I watch Coming to America. Why? Jerry Curl. Doctor Um. Oh, I want to say Doctor Green. I forgot about that. That's right. <laughs> Whoa, man! Remember when Eddie Murphy was good? I mean, the 80s do, but no one, no one after that does. Like he's making a Dolomite movie. Is he in it? I think he's in Dolomite. Oh, weird. 
It could be good. It's Dolomite, baby. No, I'm I'm 70% Dolomite. Baby, you know what to do when you see a ghost? Just get him with that knife, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but so the, uh, Emil, uh, the guy that looks like Flea, is, is Dr. Romano from, uh, from ER. I was gonna say, remember the episode where, like everybody's like, this guy's such a dick, such a dick, and then he turns out he like really loves his dog. He brings his dog in to have surgery in the fucking hospital. Man, ER is wacky show. TV is weird, still is. I know you guys think Breaking Bad is great and shit, but that's a weird TV show too. Weird. There's no story that's good enough to be like 40 hours long. Not even the greatest story ever written. The Bible. Oh. No, I was, I was thinking Lord of the Rings. Oh. Well, it didn't end up being 40 hours long, did it? Yeah, <laughs> could have been. <laughs> could have been. Um, oh, so he shot one of the guys because he wouldn't cooperate. Yeah, he didn't put his gun down, so he shoots him. him. And he's got um, Flea, or Dr. Romero? Romano. Romano. So he kills that one guy. He's got uh, Dr. Romano stuck up, but... He doesn't get back up because Lewis is still like, ooh, that fall. He's like, Lewis, I got a situation here. And then Boniker and the gang shows up. They're like, damn right you do, sucker. <laughs> they beat the shit out of him. Then Boniker's like, hey, you don't think very highly of me. He's like, buddy, I think you're a slime ball. You're a slime. Which is kind of like a, a real goofus comeback. You really should have been like, hey, I think you're like a fucking piece of shit. Why don't you get this over with? I was just thinking, watching the scene, like, man, this is his first fucking day. Yeah. Well, no, it's he's been a cop before. It's just his first day I, I in mean, like the shitty part of town. Yeah, like he came to the new town, new police force, first patrol. Like, this is his first day. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Well, he gets his hand shot off. They're laughing about that. He gets up, trying to scurry away. Mm-hmm. Shoot his arm off. They pump him full of lead, and he's like, oh. <laughs> and then they shoot him in the cabaret. Red shoots him in the cabeza. Yeah, he's like, enough of this garbage. Yeah, God damn dumbasses. <laughs> hey, dumbass. And uh, my thing was, I remember watching this when I was a kid. Um, I probably shouldn't. I don't know why you were watching Robocop. But, <laughs> Our parents are but, um, terrible. I remember my emotions very specifically in this scene where I was just like, no, someone save Murphy. Like, oh. But watching it now, I was like, yeah, fucking kill him. What's he doing? I'm trying to scare you out of here. <laughs> I had so, a very, I had a very opposite reaction. I'm like, oh no, yeah, his so, his poor son. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me in the last like uh, twenty years or so, but I do not care about Robocop. <laughs> Man, I had like almost the exact opposite. As a kid, I I remember being uh, like upset, but not like having it affect me very much. And there's a part later on we'll we'll talk about it again too, but. Where he's on the floor and like he's getting shot. I'm like, oh fucking a. I guess I put myself in that situation. And since I have kids now, I'm like, oh fuck. What would they? Not... <laughs> what would they do without me? <laughs> right. That's what's different for me is um. You like what would I do without dad? No, no, no. For me, uh, I didn't put myself in this position of uh, Murphy at all. <laughs> I was just as if I was one of the gang for some reason. <laughs> hey, that's uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that until just now. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, we gotta shoot him. It was also like, alright, let's get to that Robocop. <laughs> I just want to hear that theme. Dun 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 dun. That goblin laugh and the theme are two things that I have in my head. Yeah, no, as soon as the, you hear the theme for the first time. Yeah, me too. Like, oh, fucking Robocop. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's get him, Robocop. Yeah, Robocop. Dun 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 dun. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, so I just wanted to get to the Robocop stuff. 
really badly. And then also, um, Peter Weller is just a dork, like as an adult. I'm like, he just, he's. I think he's supposed to be. In this I movie. know, but I don't like, know. I'm just like, you dork. <laughs> I mean, like, the whole TJ Laser thing, and yeah. he's like, oh, well, I always like to break a new partner in. He's like, you're coming with me, dead or alive. It's all. I mean, he's he's supposed to be kind of he's a dork. Well, so he when he becomes Robocop, he turns into Clint Eastwood. But before he's Robocop, he's a dark pretending to be Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. And I didn't appreciate it. I don't like people that are false. <laughs> I don't think he's false. I think he's just, you know, he's got a tough job when he's not necessarily equipped for it. Yeah, that's true. But he should have owned up to being Wiener. <laughs> Good. He's dead. I mean, right? He shot him in the head. So that should be it for him. No, he's still got some brain function, apparently. Yeah, because he becomes the Robocop. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. And uh, my note here says, uh, <laughs> I, I, much I, better than death, lol. <laughs> and they turn into a robot monster. I just love, like, when they first go into the, the, the foundry, they're like, let's let's separate. That's a good team move. There <laughs> <laughs> was like, there's, there's seven of them and two of us. I think we should break and split up. <laughs> then we'll have them exactly where I want them. <laughs> yeah, he's, as he's running up the steps and she's descending the ladder. Like, stay in touch. Stay in touch. Like, what? Another fucking dorky comment yeah, from that casual about Officer it, Dorks a lot, and then then we get some cuts of him becoming RoboCop. He gets some uh, uh, things of Bob making some comments about, oh yeah, no no, we don't want that armor at all. He's gonna be full cyborg. Oh, yeah. The really, it's actually really cool, like uh, POV mm-hmm. stuff from like all the little effects they did, like where they're drilling in his face mask and you can yeah, see like, the, the grid pattern grid change. Then you get to see the science party for New Year's. Yeah, and Robocop gets sexually assaulted. Yeah, he gets sexually And then she immediately gets sexually assaulted right back afterwards by Bob. Yeah, yeah. she's cute. I like that lady. Oh, yeah, you'd sexually assault her, wouldn't you? No, I'm a nice mm-hmm. person. <laughs> That's a, oh, you wanna, you're, you're a nice boy, huh? You're one of those nice boys? I think so, yeah. I've never sexually assaulted anyone. That's what they all say. That's who? The Kavanaugh's. <laughs> Um, no, uh, I just, uh, I guess, so she was a, a cute actress in general, but also I like the, um, like the wardrobe they picked out for her character, and so mm-hmm. she always looked pretty cool. Um, I have different memories of her, which I, I had, they have to be from the sequel. Yeah, because I feel like she's a bigger character, mm-hmm. but she didn't seem to be in this one. Yeah, yeah, because I, I'm like, I know they go, they kind of delve into, um, some more of Robocop's. You know, emotions in the second one, I think. Yeah, I feel like she's more um, sympathetic to him. Right, and like it's almost like a quasi love interest, I remember, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can kind of see where they'll go wrong with Robocop 2 and 3 in this movie. Like, they're going to focus on the wrong shit. Yeah. Um, Instead of the violence, they're going to focus on Robocop. Well, I mean, they're going to be. No, you know what I mean? They're going to they're gonna focus on. They're gonna fo- the violence is going to be important. They're going to feature the violence, and but the emotional beats they're going to focus on are not going to be. It's not going to be like the question, uh, the interesting questions of like, what does it mean to be a, a Cyberman? It's going to be like, I'm a sad guy because I don't have my family anymore, which isn't. <laughs> yeah, but also the sequels are like PG-13, aren't they? Uh, oh, no, only the third one. Third one definitely is. I think Frank Miller wrote the sequels too, and I got a lot of interesting feelings about Frank Miller. I don't have interesting feelings about him. I just have. Uh... Frank hack. I mean, you've done a couple good things, but you've done a lot of hacky shit, Frank Miller, and you should feel stupid for some oh, of the God hacky damn, bullshit. But, oh, no, no. God, that's fucking dumb. All-Star Batman and Robin is dumb. 
and you're you're dumb, Frank Miller. I actually had a good time reading it, but not for the intended purpose. Yeah, well, I mean, I had a good time watching Space Mutiny on Mystery Science Theater too, but it doesn't it doesn't make it good. You know what I mean? Oh, I have a note in here about the Wild Bunch, the Sam Peckinpah Western from the '69. <laughs> Is um, interesting. Well, I just remember why I put the note in here because so it's after uh, Murphy's murder, and I was thinking, oh, that's way better than the Death Wish Two gang. And then I started thinking about how all like these uh, gangs and criminals are depicted in '80s movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone just wanted to make the Wild Bunch. Like they're all just kind of like all wacky, dangerous Wild Bunch type. Oh thing, you know? shit! Yeah, it's like a whole generation of. of- People that were influenced by the Wild Bunch then grew up to make movies. Yeah, because the so Wild Bunch came out in 69, this is 87, this is 20 years later. I don't, Verhoeven, well, he probably saw Wild Bunch. In yeah, he's a filmmaker, so. Filmmaker. But, um, yeah, so the characters like the guy laughing and being kind of wacky and the leader being ruthless, but, like, interesting, you know, it's all the Wild Bunch. They just kept putting the Wild Bunch in every movie. <laughs> <clears throat> so, that's all. That's all. They just put the wild bush in all the 80s action movies. Um, I mean, at this point, though, you know, Robocop is, is Robocop. He gets in the police station, and he, Robocop has that very distinct sound when he walks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he just goes about his business cleaning up the streets. Yeah, um, they at one point, they're tossing the keys to the cruiser or someone, and Robocop just snatches it out of the air. Uh, it apparently took them all day to film that scene because... Of the, how hard it is to catch in that stupid suit? Yeah, with the rubber gloves he had. And <laughs> I just feel like that would be the most frustrating day to day ever on set. Man, I feel like there's had to be a way to do a composite shot with that, but maybe I'm wrong. No, nah, nah, we'll just fucking do it. It'll probably only take a couple more takes. <laughs> well, maybe like five more. Yeah, I'll get into the next one, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, This is when we hear the Robocop jam for the first time because my note says, Fuck, classic Robocop jam. Yeah, right when he goes up the, the ramp with the sparks. One thing is... More ramp sparks. I don't know if I know it so much from the movie or from from Nintendo. Or the cartoon. Oh, that's true. Was it? They do the theme of the cartoon. I think the theme song. That was the theme song of the cartoon. cartoon. Remember the uh, Men in Black theme song for the cartoon? No. Oh, it was badass. Listen to it after this. Okay. I do. I remember that. It was cool for. Like the theme song was really cool, but the actual show was kind of like it. It's like here come the Men in Black Galaxy Defender. (laughs) That's actual Will Smith. Big Willie Styles on. Na 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 na. Store. Yeah, I'll buy that for a dollar. The craziest gun for. <laughs> I said that like it was impressive where he hid that gun. Yeah, he's just like open register. Wow, surprise! And it was like a World War Two machine gun. Yeah, it's like don't try anything, or I'm gonna kill you, you, and then this entire block. And then I'm gonna invade Poland. And then after that, he he's gonna um he stops a rape in progress and. The guy gets shot in the dick. <laughs> it's just funny. It's a great contrast to some of his lines in the later movie, but like how emotional this Robocop is when he talks to the, the rape victim. Yeah. So you have experienced a traumatic event. I am contacting a rape crisis center. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Do not move. Your arm is missing. <laughs> Do not attempt to walk. I don't know. It was still thoughtful. <laughs> I mean, it was very thoughtful. And the guy's like, shot through the dick. <laughs> I'm too late. Robocop. It's cause pain. <laughs> Robocop. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy gives up real quick after that. Uh, and then the next executive lounge, we 
see the executive lounge, which is just the bathroom. Yeah. I, I like to imagine there's more than one lounge. Maybe this is the executive bathroom and there's some sort of break room. Well, maybe you have to go through the bathroom to get to the lounge. That would be a design, but... Remember that when Mom and Dad were looking for houses when we moved to Arizona and there was that one house when you walked in and there was a bathroom right outside the front door, front door in the hallway? That's kind of how I imagine it. Yeah, and it wasn't even like a full bathroom. It was just like there was a toilet in there. Yeah, it wasn't even, even like a particularly nice bathroom. Like there should be someone playing violin. There should be like a maitre d' there to hand you towels. No, it was just like a toilet closet. This is really what it was. Yeah. There wasn't too much in there, but we had an old uh, Dick Jones. And so Bob's in there making uh, making comments about how Dick Jones is. Shit. Yeah, he's running his mouth. And uh, about how he's he's the new young hotshot in town. Dick Jones, is the old man. He's yesterday's moon news. But who's who's taking a shit in there? Listen to the whole thing? Good old Dick Jones. Dick Jones. And he comes out of there and he's like, listen here, young fella. I used to make fun of the old man. I called him things like iron butt. <laughs> that was my favorite one. Boner. <laughs> and one time even asshole. asshole. And he intimidates the shit out of him. Yeah, he does. He's a big man for an old guy. Yeah, I just don't think I would have found that intimidating in his situation, though, because he is very old. Yeah, he is very old. Like, when he gra- the dude grabs his hair, I'm like, why don't you just push him back? Just break his head real quick. Yeah, knock him over. You know, sometimes when you see old people, you look at them and you're like, I could just snap him. I could just snap an arm off. God damn, he broke him in half. <laughs> oh, God, he's broken in half. God damn, someone stop. <laughs> we made a lot of wrestling references. That'll be the next podcast we do. It'll be about the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to give Vince McMahon any money. We'd have to subscribe to the network. Oh, uh, the WWE network? I got it for free one time to watch WrestleMania. I got it for free, and what I, I watched WrestleMania, or not WrestleMania, I watched Royal Rumble 93, which mm-hmm. is the Ric Flair one, and then I never watched anything else. Uh, I watched rest the WrestleMania for that year. Um, then I went to their TV shows, like watched Monday Night Wars and the ECW documentaries and shit like that. Mm. And then, yeah, then I canceled it. Yeah. I should watch uh, Survivor Series '89. I want to. Uh, we need to have a match with the like the legends of um, drug abuse. So like Jake the Snake versus Scott Hall versus Ric Flair. Um, oh no, just whoever was hardcore doing drugs. Which one was the one? Which like every wrestler? Yeah, right? the ones that like kept doing it <laughs> couldn't be stopped. The non quitters. Um, so I, I mean, Bob's really intimidated by Dick, and Dick makes it clear that he's gonna gun for for Bob here. Uh, B- Bob is obviously not as scared as he should be, though. I mean, he's gonna go do some coke. He's gonna get blow, let the let off some steam, do some cocaine, just forget about this whole incident with Dick Jones. Yeah, with his two models. One of them. Not that modeling. I mean, for eighties. Uh, so next week, but well, we now we get to see Robocop have Robo PTSD. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's only fair. I've already had PTSD from the movie and the goddamn goblin laugh. Um, he's like, damn, I, I remember when those fools shot me. He's like, oh, God, I was alive once, and then I was dead, and now I'm alive again? Oh, See, again, like, again, this is a whole philosophical conversation, like, the RoboCop 2 could delve into, but no, they're going to focus on how sad he is. It's sad. I don't have a wife anymore. I'm a... I'm I wanna... just my dog. I mean, my son... Oh, this is the and the third one's about like, flying Japanese robots. This is the scene where I was like, oh, that science lady's cool. Because um, she had like a really cool like skirt on. <laughs> and, uh, well, it was like a, a suit, like a woman's suit, but it was uh, a really long line, mm-hmm. like hip-hugging skirt, which was really nice. And she had big glasses. And 
don't know why I'm talking about the, this latest concert for so much. It was just like really good. Yeah, we're, we're focusing on Robocop's PTSD. Yeah. All right, well, like, even Robocop gets over mm-hmm. it. He's just like somewhere there's a crime happening. And yeah. <laughs> well, he first uh, Lewis confronts him. She's like, Murphy, Murphy, it's you, right? <laughs> What's your name? I know you have a name. It's got like um, melancholy music in the background. Yeah, he's like uh, Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Robe. Robocop. Rob Robo- Robo- O'Cop. That's my. <laughs> I'm Irish, of course. <laughs> Rob O'Cop. Rob O'Cop. Uh, I would like to see Robocop in like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle style disguise. Like you put a long wick on him, yeah. fedora, a trench coat, and he might pass for just like a really buff, crazy guy. Uh, we made a joke about him being Irish, being Rob O'Cop, but his name is Murphy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those stereotypes just never die. It's like uh, he's literally being an alcoholic fireman on TV for years. <laughs> well, I mean that uh, that baby food I assume was just like mashed up potatoes. No, it was baby food. <laughs> we got everything a cop needs: Guinness and potatoes. Mashed together. Yep, it's the perfect nutrient paste for him. Tastes like Irish baby food. <laughs> um, and it really. Robocop is like, oh, there's a crime happening. I'm going to go find the guys that killed me. Yeah, and um, the cool guy, uh, Flea. Dr. Romano. Is uh, pumping gas and smoking a cigarette at the same time. Well, he's a crazy guy. And there's some fucking nerd there at the gas station. Trying to make him feel bad. This is anti-intellectualism from Dr. Romano here. This guy later goes on to be a respected surgeon. Yeah, because he's... Giving shit to the physicist. He's inspired by some things that happened to him in this movie. <laughs> he's like, hey, college boy, what are you reading in there? And he shows him, and he's like, what are you, fucking nerd? <laughs> you think you're better than me, you goddamn hey, fucking nerd? Reading a book? You dickhead. I'll show you. You think you're not... You think you're gonna dodge a bullet? I'll show you physics. Uh, this kid is supposed to resemble Paul Verhoeven when he was younger. Oh, really? Yeah. Was he, uh, a, was he a nerd, he too? He was a mathematician, yeah. And had glasses and was a nerdy Dutchman. He was like, Irish, I know in my country we like pretty girls in Pantera, but I like the mathematics in the Star Trek. And everyone's like, fucking, we listen to Happy Hardcore, alright? We're going to the show. <laughs> I don't know too much about uh, the Netherlands except for the hardcore scene. I believe that's all accurate. So sorry, anyone listening from the Netherlands. The Netherlands. Yeah, college boy, and then fucking Robocop's like, hey. Freeze. You're coming with me. I know you. Dead or alive. We killed you. You're dead. And they start having a gunfight. Well, I mean, Robocop's recording him, and he doesn't have a gunfight so much as he just stands there having, you know, PTSD. Yeah. As Dr. (laughs) Romano shoots him. And then, but there's gas flying everywhere. And so he's like, oh, I'm going to throw my cigarette down. Which I think there's a Mythbusters that prove that this does not actually work. No, the Mythbusters one was like, your cell phone can't set off a gas bomb. I think they did one with a cigarette one, too. And like the, the gas actually smothers the cigarette before the flame can uh, ignite it. Oh, even if it's like not a really thick pool? Yeah. Well, I either got to find this episode on YouTube or try it out myself. Thanks, Mythbusters. <laughs> or I completely imagined it. Which I is also a possibility. About, like, the cell phone yeah, there's so many mythbusters. And right? like smoking while you're pumping gas, and it was like it wasn't strong enough to ignite the fumes mm-hmm. necessarily. But oh no! But uh, anyways, you know, every shit blows up, and it is badass. I was like, man, I miss these 80s explosions where they just blew shit up. 
<laughs> I guess that's true. They were doing for often for no reason, as we saw in Cobra, because that car just exploded for, mm-hmm. for nothing. But you do. There isn't. There's something special about an '80s movie explosion. Like it's just one gas station that explodes, and you know you can watch Transformers three, and there's probably twenty million explosions, three times as big as the gas station explosion. But it, it just it's special here. Yeah, because um, the scale of the movie is still just this is everyday crime, really. right? Just the middle of the city. And that's the other good thing about nice thing about the. Uh, like the newsreel footage and the news footage is they they're giving you other parts of the world and there's like a lot of other shit going on it's way crazier mm-hmm. and not quite as crazy as uh, 2018 though <laughs> right yeah that's true it's, it's actually a... like the world robocop there's some I'm shit right there's a couple today. like the laser thing the, yeah that that's what in two presidents being killed that's crazy well, it's happened in 2018 but the laser thing though is oh California's on fire again no big deal <laughs> yep Santa Barbara yeah you know, when I sat down to watch it, I was like, oh, I can't wait for all the poignant satire that's in this movie, because I remember it being funny. And then, um, as I'm watching it, I was like, it's, like, not extreme enough anymore. Yeah, like that. Well, like, right at the top of the thing, the heart commercial. Yeah. Like, oh. That's not that extreme. I was like, oh, you know, this is just, this is regular life. They're not uh, as obvious about it. They don't have the Yamaha brand hearts, but there is. One corporation that's responsible for all the heart medication that exists, and yeah. all the apparatuses that are used in heart surgeries, etc., etc., etc. Not satire anymore, boys. Which I mean, I guess that's how you know it's good satire. <laughs> mm-hmm. So after the explosion, this is when the best scene in the movie takes place when he goes to his old house. Oh right. Uh, it's- oh, and we got another like good. <laughs> Straight up, in a few years, Elizabeth Banks, you're going to walk into a house, and Realtor.com, Elizabeth Banks' picture's going to be there. She's like, notice the nice kitchen out here, and the fine marble cabinets that have been recently been finished. Why don't you make us an offer? I mean, like, open door, but... Yeah, they're going to have a fucking robot Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth and Banks would be a good choice. Well, because she does the Realtor.com, that's why I'm thinking about her. Oh. Man, they need a good choice to get her for Realtor.com, because when I think of Elizabeth Banks, I'm like... She's like funny, intelligent, a good actor. She's very beautiful, but she seems like wholesome and down to earth. And, you know what I mean? It's just like I just think it's Slither. Well, yeah, this is where I'm getting most of it from. <laughs> Starla, Starla. Do you think they named her Starla so that um, those scenes where the yelling would be like streetcar named Desire or Stella? I don't know. I hope so. Starla. That's uh, that might be uh, Court's favorite episode of The Simpsons when Marge uh, auditions for a streetcar named Desire. With the buff Ned Flanders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, You're supposed to throw her, Blanche off. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he goes to his house. He sees flashbacks of his wife and his kid. Um, I just love the way like they cut in like the flashback with the way he's walking, like the agitated. Alex's like point of view going down oh, the hallway. In the like, newsman slash realtor trying to sell you on everything. Yeah, it was great. Why don't you make me an offer? You can tell like, Robocop is really upset at the end. He's like power walking and like he he's like his face is crying, but he's not crying because he's Robocop. So Peter Weller, sorry I called you a dork earlier. <laughs> you did a great job. Yeah, his acting's really good in this. Um, there's a, if he, he um, his like his voice just does subtly change when he becomes Robocop. He starts off very like monotonic, but the time like oh, it's him. Oh, to be Murphy again. Yeah, by the time it's him and, and Lewis in back in the the foundry, he sounds almost like you know like a, just a slightly robotic Murphy. Yeah, I think it's a really I think it's a really nice touch. With, um, Red's gang. 
mm-hmm. as Murphy is like he's more being Murphy again, where he's just kind of like fucking with them, and you know what I mean? Yep. Instead of just being like freeze criminals. Um, so Robocop goes on a tear. He's, he's after all these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, the, at this point, we go to Bob and his, his two friends and his cocaine. He's got a lot of cocaine. He's got a whole bunch like, of cocaine. they're going to die if there's so much cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if... How you think the, the makers of this Hollywood film in Hollywood... Would have an idea of how much cocaine. <laughs> cocaine to do, but they got a lot of cocaine on that table. And you, it doesn't appear to be that first serving. Let's just say that. Yeah, they seem like, they seem to be balls deep in the cocaine. Yeah, they're, just, they're having a really good New Year's. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely trying to like one up to get them to one up each other into a threesome. Yeah, well, they seem like ready, anyways. I don't know what. I, mean, I guess it probably just make them feel better. You know, often how men interact with women, they do it for their own ego more than anything. Not really. Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, I think you meant personally. Oh, no, but you know how other human beings act. I think that's, he's more just like, he's just feeling, he's feeling himself, you know? He's like, I'm feeling myself. <laughs> I'm feeling myself. He's also feeling them, too. Mm-hmm, yeah, he's, uh, I guess he's not really being creepy, they're into it. So it's just yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all, it's all good. I, we've all had some consensual drug sex. Okay. Uh, but then we get Boddicker busting in, and he's on—he's banging and bounding at the door. And he says one of the greatest lines in the movie, which is "Bitches leave." Bitches leave. Which is, the, uh, we talked about this before, but it's kind of grown beyond RoboCop. Like, there's people yeah. that know "Bitches leave" that I'm sure have never even seen RoboCop. Well, it's not. It's the thing is, it's not like a long enough phrase for it to be absolutely specific to RoboCop. And yet, it probably is the origin of most of it. And, but you just hear it all the time. Yeah. And Red's basically like, fuck your legs. And shoots him all over his legs. Yeah, this is when you find out just how hardcore uh, Dick, old Dick Jones is. Oh, yeah, because Red is working for Dick Jones. And he must have practiced the timing on that grenade. Yeah, he did. Because <laughs> that the grenade down. That grenade and the grenade. DVD and like yeah. everything. They had to run, do a couple dry runs of yeah. this. <laughs> I, want, I really want you to do the timing right on that grenade so that he gets the full speech from my DVD. Like, if you think about it, there really is no reason to be this fucking hardcore about killing Bob because no one's going to know about it but Bob. Yeah, but you want. Well, I would want um, my enemy to know, like, all the details of why they're dying. And yeah, but you, you don't have to do the grenade part. That's just badass. <laughs> I don't know. I get it. I'm into it. <laughs> I guess. I guess in a way, you know, Boddicker knows how how tough is you are, right? Mm-hmm. That might be important because oh, because he needs to keep Boddicker. You need too. you need Red um, to to really follow. He needs to know what you're capable. <laughs> right, right. Because Red's a pretty you know he's a crazy guy, um, and you need to prove that you're crazier than him. Like you're you're a businessman. You're a rich guy. You don't have to do this, but you're still gonna kill your enemy with a fucking grenade. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for you to do it. Right, and it's fun. In like fact, you, you just hire other people. You enjoy it. it a little bit. You don't even get your hands dirty. You're Dick Jones. Uh, Dick Jones was the uh, was the bad guy in Total Recall too, right? He's the evil CEO in that. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same good actor. I haven't seen Total Recall in a while. Yeah, Something we should watch at some point. Yeah, let me get another good movie to watch. Pretty much everything Verhoeven's done. Showgirls. I think that's 92, though. Yeah, I actually kind of <laughs> like Showgirls. Well, it's not like a great movie or anything, but... You're a big fan of uh, Jessie from Save by the Bell? What's, um, her name's uh, Elizabeth Hurley? No, Elizabeth uh, Hurley is the British woman. Um, 
I've had a crush on Elizabeth Hurley for quite a while. She's one that's in Austin Powers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a nice lady, seemingly. I bet she probably believes in conspiracy theories and shit now, though. That's usually what seems to happen to, like... Uh, Old, rich people. Yeah, like especially when their career was, like, a good, solid 10 years, and they just slowly faded out, and then, but, like, now they got Twitter and shit, and they're in, like, their 40s or 50s, and, like... Oh, yeah, fucking uh, yeah. Donald Trump did 9-11. I'm pretty sure you're describing her as aunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Or James Woods. Yeah. Or, um, Miller. Chris Pratt. Sorry, Chris Pratt. I'm on to you. Yeah, we're what's going on, Chris Pratt? We're falling. Something's going on. I, hey, Chris Pratt, remember me that joke about Kim Kardashian and, and semen on her back? Yeah, we, we all saw the outtakes. It's all over YouTube, man. You Don't pretend that. you're all churchy. We all yeah. we, I can smell you from here. Yeah. Also, if you are all churchy, fuck off, man. Yeah. I don't care. No one gives a shit. Yeah. Go, man. I hope James Gunn doesn't put you in any more of his movies since you're. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, the only person that really said anything was uh, Batista. Yeah, Batista. Who... Yeah, he's the one that's got balls. Yeah. Big one. Big. Actually, probably not because of the steroids, but I'm sure he's all right. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, I'm Actually, gonna. Actually, there's a <laughs> there's a running joke on the internet, um, wrestling communities, from what I've seen, where like some incident happened with Batista, and everyone wants to know how big Batista's dick is, and I'm guessing. Probably pretty big or really small. <laughs> I don't remember all the details. Though. I mean, if, if if people are like, oh, I've seen his penis and blank blank, and everybody else really wants to see it, there's only two options, right? I guess yeah, it could it could look one extreme or the other. It could look really weird too, I guess. Like maybe it's got like a growth, well, when like a got mole. Like that belly button tattoo, which is pretty weird. I mean, the wrestling tattoos are yeah, but maybe shitty. he's got that like around the base of his face too. <laughs> similar. That's something we, we should ask him if we were meeting him. You got that? You, you, does your uh, tattoo on your dick match the one on your yeah, your does, belly? Uh, belly match the drapes or something? <laughs> yeah. Does your belly match your? D- if I ever get to make a movie, I'll probably get Batista in it. I can. He's really good. In when we when we make uh, Return of the Living Dead too, we'll cast Batista in it. Somewhere. Oh, he'll be the hero. No. I want to cast Juana Man in it um, again somehow. Fucking Batista's gonna be one of the zombies. Well, he could start out as a regular dude and become a zombie. Yeah, I guess he'll be the Linnea Quigley. Yeah, he'll even have a naked dance scene with Gregor. <laughs> then we'll find out about his penis. <laughs> then we'll know the truth. Everyone will know the truth of his dick. We're looking out for you guys, so you make us famous so that uh, and rich so we can make Return of the Doom Dead and just so we can find out what the secret of Batista's dick is. Yeah, someone let Warner Brothers know I want to write a screenplay for Booster Gold. I fucking... Don't like comic book movies. Oh man, I really um, wanted to make a Booster Gold movie I, too. I have a really good idea for Booster Gold, and it'll be good. Are so, you casting Donald Glover as Booster Gold? Because that's who I was gonna cast. No, but that could work. I was thinking. Um, I want to play Skeets. Skeets? No, we're gonna have um, at, um, Billy West. Billy West. Dude. Fuck you! I'm doing Skeets. <laughs> no, it's Billy West. He already uh, did Skeets. Know. He already has shot Skeets. Yeah, he shot. did a great job. Uh, yeah, I don't know who I'd cast Booster Gold. Donald Glover's a good choice. Um, then also. Uh, a bunch of fat nerds on the internet will get mad that Booster Gold's black. Yeah, because it's really important that a dude from like the far future is a white blonde haired guy. Yeah, historical accuracy. Because um, Siri from The Witcher can't be any other ethnicity um, than Polish because of historical accuracy. Oh, wait, what do you mean? She's an English woman? That's okay because she's not black. <laughs> That's what we actually meant. Uh, we're nerds on the internet. But yeah, that was a real life thing that happened. 
is those fools were just. I mean, that shit happens all the time. I don't know. Yeah, but it was historical accuracy. It's a very important story to Poland. This uh, the Witcher is an important story. Yeah, these pulpy novels and uh, video game series that was made out of it is so important culturally to Poland. It would be so disgraceful to not have a Polish person play Siri. So they got. I thought like milk bars were important historical or cultural elements to Poland. Well, they got an Anglo-Saxon. Well, that's the important which thing. Which is not... All my Polish. favorite people are Anglo-Saxons. Let's think. Um, Chris Evans. He's probably a wasp, right? It seems as though. Oh, but I, he's probably, that's, that's about, the list ends it's there. Americans, though. It's like, well, probably Irish, too. Yeah, it's gotta be. They're all, we're Italian, all muddy. We're Polish. There's some Catholic folks in there, even though they tried to kill them all. Or nerds on the internet. The other thing I was thinking of is, I, is in, we've watched five movies so far. Is there a woman of color in any of them? Besides uh, Death Wish 2, where our, our, our good friend gets raped in the beginning of it. Okay, so victim in Death Wish 2, Cobra, we got, um, no. Returning Living Dead, no. Now the creeps know. Um, Returning Living Dead, uh, uh, um, one of the girls is uh, mixed. She is definitely. Oh. She's the one that uh, the director met in the strip yeah, club. Yeah, the strip club girl. I can't remember her character's yeah. name. All right, well, I guess we should talk about Robocop again. But... Yeah, but no, the track record is not good because that's not something that happened until pretty recently. Yeah. And I mean, it's, even now, it, like, it feels like there has to be a reason for it. Um, oh, so this is where they go to the cocaine laboratory. Um, and speaking of different ethnicities in the United States. Uh, Red calls this guy a greasy wop. Yeah, because he's Italian. The there's another great like uh, dick measuring contest they have here with the wine. Like mm. <laughs> Red sticks his fingers in it, he then smells it. He's like, I don't want to cause you any trouble. And the other dude smell uh, drinks it, and he's like, uh, takes a drink. And just doesn't care. He doesn't care. I was waiting for like after that Red to like spit in it, and then him to just still <laughs> drink it. And then after that, it gets weird because like it's like what pee poop. Semen, blood. There's no good way to do any of those things. Like, if you're putting any of those in someone else's wine, it's almost just as embarrassing for you as it is for them. Yeah, I wouldn't want to take a shit in the wine glass in front of a bunch of people. Right. Point. Or pee in it. Like, yeah, you can... maybe. Like, <laughs> but... like, like of the three, I guess pee, yeah. blood. You can cut your finger and mm. stick it in there. That's not too bad. <laughs> Don't look at me. Don't look at me right now. Uh, so yeah, um, ethnic slur. Robocop comes in, blows just like fuck this party, and we get all the good cuts that were made because the prompts didn't work. Mm-hmm. But it's a really cool scene. Talks about it a little bit, and we get Robocop doing his, his or Peter Weller doing his Robo, mm-hmm. his Robox, Mister Roboto. He gets a hold of Boniker, and Boniker thinks he's gonna escape, but he jumps through like the weakest roof of all time, mm-hmm. and he's like, Ugh. <laughs> oh, my and he just gets tossed around, and the entire time he's like, "Oh, let me tell you everything." Yeah, so Robocop <laughs> throws him through three panes of glass, and he's like, "Dick Jones, Dick Jones." They run the cops. And uh, Murphy has a moment of clarity, and he's like, "Nah, I'm still a cop." <laughs> yeah. Well, not really. It's the prime directives, which. Uh, no, that's not yet. Cause... No, no, he gets it's. Well, oh yeah, it's a right. whole the law. Uh, someone in like the securities protocols division or back at OCP is like an Asimov fan because they're very similar oh, yeah, to Asimov's more, uh, prime directors. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I think they are supposed to resemble the prime directors. Probably. So. Um, yeah, so he decides to arrest him then and uh, 
vodka gets brought into the station and he's like, he's giving my fucking phone call. Give me my damn phone call. Like, phone What's call. the charge? He's a cop killer. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a cop killer. Cop killer, just like Ice-T. Hey, but he's on Law and Order. Well, does that mean he's going to do a suicide? Yes. Whoa. Ice-T, you crazy for that, man. <laughs> That's why I don't get... People give Ice Cube so much shit for, like, doing family movies. But he's not on fucking Law and Order. And he didn't write a, a song about killing the police, did he? Well, I mean, fuck the police. He was in NWA. <laughs> yeah, but he's also not... He's not on fucking Law and Order. Like, if you're gonna give Ice Cube shit, you gotta give Ice-T shit. Ice Team come for you. <laughs> Ice-T, you're on notice, man. You better kill a cop soon. It's your street cred bastard. 60-year-old man. Poor Ice-T. California's on fire. No big deal. Yeah, a couple I mean, presidents shot. Laser, but it's like nothing different than every summer now. <laughs> they call the wildfires. They just didn't know the, the real cause. They, the newsman is so casual. He's like, oh, and two presidents died. Good luck to all you mourners out there. <clears throat> Presumably it would be like uh, Reagan and Nick's side. Nick's Ford? Side. That part? I mean, who would live in... Ford and... Well, the thing is, all right, so Reagan... Um, was the governor of California, but he had an estate in like. Well, I mean, at this point, oh, you mean when it, when he retired? You mean? Yeah. Now I'm assuming that it's like Reagan and and Ford. It's only two. Nixon, the other, the only other one could be Nixon, I guess. Yeah. Or it could just be. My question too is like, and then William, like this like a conspiracy theory. Brain went off. He's like, was it an accident? Was it really an accident? Yeah, they aimed those lasers for those presidents. Yeah, because like it killed 113 people and two, two of them were presidents. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that too. <laughs> um, then we go back to the corporation, and they're like, "We are, we practically are the military." Because yeah. Well, I mean, the whole movie is is just a is yelling at you that you know, be wary of corporations or corporate America or corporate interests or and like the military and the police and yeah. Eisenhower. Eisenhower's farewell speech was like, "Good luck, guys." <laughs> well, I mean, George Washington's speech is kind of like that too. He's like, "All right, don't don't form parties. Come on, I can I see problems. <laughs> I can see that this slavery issue is going to be a big problem. All right, later, guys." <laughs> Well, it was a big problem. I mean, like he called it that's <laughs> for sure. Uh, but that seems uh, not really that interesting because I don't care about the corporate nerds. Let's talk about the fucking amazing makeup effects when he takes his visor off finally, and you get to see RoboCop without his. Oh yeah, and they get the, like the skin peeling yeah, off, and... where it just seems like it's stapled onto the metal backing. And apparently, when the scene was shot, Verhoeven wanted to light it fully, like you would a normal scene. The um cinematographer and the makeup artist wanted to do precision lighting because they wanted to do it a certain way and like they got a huge fight about it like Verhoeven was never going to work with that makeup artist again blah 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 and then when they both saw the final product which ended up being kind of he's like you're a hire for total recall that's exactly what happened then he did a total recall with them and they're like oh never mind because I mean total recall it's been a long time since I saw it but I remember it as like a really interesting looking movie oh yeah this is the other scene I was talking about where like he starts like Murphy had a family (laughs) what happened to them like at this point like you can kind of get that he knows he's Murphy he feels like he's Murphy but I don't know. He doesn't want to admit it to Lewis yet. He doesn't want to admit it to himself. Yeah, is what it is. Um, 
and this part like kind of got me when he's like what happened to them yeah it's like they moved away and she moved on she didn't know she thought you were dead murph and he's like oh i can't aim anymore i'm a man my heart's broken <laughs> yeah. help me aim i'm guessing this is probably where the sex scene would have happened yeah yeah this is it was that's pretty, a weird thing i don't know it was, it was, the mood was pretty sexy when he was getting sad about his family oh yeah <laughs> and he's like help me aim baby <laughs> I mean, Verhoeven's, uh, he's got some weird sexual ideas. You can tell that from, like, oh, you don't think so? From Basic Instinct and uh, Showgirls? Or even Starship Troopers. Or L, his most recent movie. Yeah. Again, I didn't see it, so I'm going to take your word for that one. Yep. I'm definitely right about it. As far as the sexual Uh, But I just, I don't know, I like Murphy and uh, Lewis's relationship as more like a platonic friendship partner kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just. Want but I do to think like see I, how it works. I remember if I think in the second one, they had they try to play the romantic angle a little bit, don't they? I honestly don't remember the second one too much aside from the little kid drug dealer. Oh, that's wrong! I forgot about that. And uh, the Duffy, the uh, the like the corrupt cop that works for the little kid, mm-hmm. and fucking Nuke. Oh, I forgot about the Nuke. <laughs> nuke. It's Man, we gotta watch RoboCop too, actually. Shit. So RoboCop's actually a good movie. The one we're talking about right now, RoboCop Two, is not not a good movie. Not quite a good movie. <laughs> Should uh, watch that one instead, man. Fucking nuke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've not seen the remake of RoboCop either, but I'm gonna assume it's awful. They, oh, I was gonna be like, they made a remake, but of course they absolutely didn't make a remake. So. They made a remake of Total Recall too. Yeah. We can watch <clears throat> two remakes of Paul Verhoeven movies. Oh, Colin Farrell's in Total Recall. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, and he had to try to rebuild his career after that one. All right. And so we get to see Murphy's face for the first time. He, it's pretty cool. Um, and then this is, uh, we go back to Boddicker and and his gang. And really, it's uh, Dr. Romano on the streets watching TV. But he can't hear, so he smashes the window and turns up the volume. He really loves that, that, that fucking sitcom. Yeah, I was just thinking he was wasting his whiskey or... It's Jack Daniels. I guess it's bourbon, but isn't that just what people in the South call whiskey? Yeah, and bourbon is just a, a whiskey that's made in the South. Mm. It's a special kind. Of, it's, there's a special requirement for how, why, or why when you can bourbon. call it bourbon, but it's just whiskey. The same thing like scotch, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. Or uh, rye. Mm. It's all whiskey. All right, well, I was, man, you wasted that whiskey, but I guess if he's a criminal, he'll just steal more. If he's a true criminal. Well, man, he just burp threw it through the window so we can turn on the TV. He's got no fucks to give. Mm-hmm. You're right, you're right. Oh, and then Bakker shows him his cool new gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get Goblin Last got a cool new car. The, the new 6,000 SUX. Yeah, same car as Bakker. And you can tell Bakker's a little bit upset about it. Because they explode it. <laughs> he shoots it. He's like, ah, nice car, sucker. <laughs> He's got... <laughs> Uh, and so their plan is to use these guns to murder Robocop. Yeah, they're gonna explode Robocop the same way. Uh, oh, and this scene's cool. They just start blowing up shit on that street. They're just shooting every car. Yeah, this th- well, this is the scene I have like the most recollection of in the entire movie mm. for some reason. This is cool, man. They're just shooting these guns at everything. I also think it's part of it is because there's a, there was like a shopping center where we lived when we were kids that looked very similar to that stretch. Oh, so it's like oh, yeah, you remember it too? Like there's like a pet store and that's like where I actually got groomed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But there was, uh, those were the 
Uh, Mourinho was, right? Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's not a one-for-one one comparison, but yeah. it's similar enough that uh, it well, really stuck for me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah but you got it, right? The Mourinho's behind him. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, so that's their master plan. They're just going to shoot his ass. Which makes sense. Like, yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do with him? So they go to... Oh, Boddicker's got the tracker from Dick Jones, so they know to go to the... The foundry the where they killed him originally. Yeah, like, why they're hiding there, I don't know, but I guess they, they know it. It's because Robocop's having memory stuff. Yeah, but I don't see why, why, he, why he needs to go there. He already remembers at this point, right? Or is it maybe... He, Maybe, again, there's another scene where they're like, oh, we should go there to, uh, so we remember correctly. Jog yeah, that old bad boy's maybe, memory. I think maybe it's more just like, this was an important moment in my life. I will go to this place. Or maybe they didn't want to spend money on a budget. <laughs> we don't have budget for another set, so. Oh, actually, when they were filming, um, they were running out of time and budget, so they specifically didn't film the scene where Murphy got killed. Oh, really? Yeah, so that, um, they're like, oh, yeah, we, you know, we finished everything, but we couldn't film, we didn't have time for it. This one thing? So they have to pay for it. very important scene, so they had to pay for it. Gotta take that studio. Way to direct. Yeah, very open. It's pretty smart. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we have a gunfight. That's what happens now. Yeah, there was a couple little bits here, like, uh, Luis, oh, I did it again. Luis is like, I'm not leaving you, we're partners. Oh, Get the car. car. And of course, uh, Romano crashes his van into Toxic Waste and turns into the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, that's great. Toxic Avenger. He looks real gross. Amazing makeup effects on him. Yeah. And I'm sure plenty of you have seen it because it's like a famous gif. Oh, uh, when he gets liquefied? Yeah, he gets run over by Boddicker and he just turns into liquid. <laughs> Boddicker's driving in that car and all of a sudden uh, Lewis comes out of nowhere in the cop car and he's like, oh shit! Oh, shit. <laughs> I noticed uh, they, they cut to um, a front uh, facing angle where mm-hmm. after, after they collide where the cars are coming and the hubcap comes off of one car. <laughs> <and perfectly laughs> I love that. Like, Man, they got so lucky. <laughs> We gotta use that shot. That's in. It's in the movie. There's like a dude with a boom mic in the background. Like, nah, we're using that shot though. For how cool, like these, and they're Cobra rifles, right? Yeah, Cobra something cannons. Yeah, whatever. Cobra assault cannons. For how cool they are, they they are awful with them. They don't hit Wolverine or even come near them. Well, the problem is they didn't like. Practice. Very good plan. They just show up there and try to flush them out. Yeah, like what they should have done is have someone lure them out as bait and stand really far back and then shoot them with them. Right. So you get a shot. All right, Robocop, bye. Yeah, like these are the dumbasses that are gonna run uh, Delta yeah. City when yeah. everything's said and done. We're gonna take care of all the prostitutes and the drug trade and everything like that. We just didn't have a plan to kill Robocop. Yeah. Should be good. Um, and then there's the showdown between Robocop and Boddicker and like the little waste pit. Yeah, um, the survive, last surviving minion drops a bunch of debris on Robocop. On Robocop and Boddicker shoots uh, Lewis. Yeah, but Lewis uses the Cobra Cannon to blow up the last guy. Yeah, she's like, ugh, fuck you. And the Boddicker's like, damn. And I really like that he's just like, ah, oh, fuck y'all, beat him to death. <laughs> he just gets the metal pipe and starts. He's gonna jam him in. Well, actually, I really like because it shows like Boddicker is just like, he'll get the job done. He's brutal. He's just like, fuck it, I'll beat him to death. <laughs> I'm gonna stab him with this thing. But yeah. one good stab does deserve another. 
Yep, and we get to see the knife comes out of Robocop's hand that earlier he used to, to hack, the, hack computer the computer with all those nerds. But then also now he, he just uses it for stuff. Oh, we, we've missed one part I wanted to talk about when the, the SWAT team. Oh, when they shoot him up? Well, yeah, because uh, we missed him confronting Dick Jones in the, the fourth directive. Oh, yeah, we did jump all over that. We jumped right to the the scene right after that where he uh, we get saved by uh, Lewis. Uh, but so you know he tries to confront Dick Jones after he arrests Boddicker mm-hmm. for being a cop killer in the, in the cocaine house. And that's when we find out the secret fourth directive that he can't really uh, arrest uh, senior OCP officers. Yeah. And he has a little fight with Ed Two Hundred Nine and. Oh, he falls down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. This parts where like he's trying to go down the st- when he's first starting to go down the stairs, I'm like, oh shit! Ed two hundred nine and Donald Trump have the same arch nemesis. <laughs> stairs. <laughs> stairs. You can't get up these stairs. What do you think this is? For such like a, a brutal killing machine, Ed two hundred nine is a little cute when he's trying to go down those stairs. Well, he's making like sad animal noises. Right. And, <laughs> he's like yeah. a little puppy or like a turtle. <laughs> yeah. So it's on his back. He's like, oh man, Ed two hundred nine. And then uh, right as Robocop's leaving the building. The SWAT team's out there. And that's when we find out that there's like only four good police officers in the entire department. And they and, don't try that hard. And we've been following them around the entire time. Like, <laughs> like it's Mustachio Man, it's Guy Smiley, it's the only uh, black woman in the entire <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah. And they're like, you can't and shoot him, he's a cop. You can't shoot him, he's a cop. And then they all like, we got orders. And they're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. And they just walk away. Yeah, way to go. You could have, what would have, you could have thrown your body in front of him. Yeah, like, what are they going to do? Shoot, shoot you too? Way like, to be an ally, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Whatever, fuck that thin blue line. <laughs> blue lives matter, I guess. Oh, we're, wait, we're on strike. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at least uh, Lewis is there for him. Yeah. Um, and now we go back into shit we already right, talked about. Yeah, so now he, he stabbed Bodker, and Bodker's like, oh, my blo- all my blood's coming out. <laughs> and uh, What's this? Lewis is like, oh, I'm hurt. What's and this, Bodker? Says, what? Uh, Don't worry, they can fix everything. She's gonna be another Robocop. Mm. See, that's what I told you. Yeah, I think that might have been what he was alluding to with that line. I don't like, think oh, so. They fix everything. They fix me. Ha ha ha. He lifts off. He, start, he does just like, fuck this. I bench press all the time. He's lifting <laughs> the steel beams off himself. Yeah. So then he. This final showdown back at OCP headquarters. This, we, yeah, this is this final confrontation. I haven't mentioned this yet, but the OCP headquarters is like really, or the the symbol is really cleverly designed because you're like, oh, I see the O, I see the C. Where the fuck is? Ah, oh, there's the P. <laughs> the oh, also, OCP headquarters is apparently like the Dallas uh, Capitol building. Yeah, it is. That's pretty cool. It I also know. reminds me of uh, like the military installation in Stranger Things, which might be intentional. Did that happen in the first season of Stranger Things? It's in both. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, are you sure it was in Stranger Things, not the John Carpenter movie? What? Or <laughs> or it's Steve Steven Spielberg movie? Yeah, or, or uh, something taken directly Richard from... Richard Donovan movie? Right? Richard Donovan, yeah. Something taken directly from someone else's movie and just put it into this show on Netflix and like, eh, kids won't know. They don't watch movies. <laughs> That's right. Stranger Things. The two dudes that made it, they're hacks. That's right. They had the second season. 
Um, they didn't know what the fuck to do with it. They had a goofy episode where Eleven goes into the big city and it's the goofiest shit that ever happened. Yo, that's one of the goofiest things I've ever didn't seen. Have any ideas? Everyone hates that episode. It is a, just a terrible episode. That's, I think that's, that that episode is emblematic of the entire series. Like, Cody, we don't actually have any ideas. Here, <laughs> well, but here's some images from movies you've seen before. We're gonna find out because season three they're supposed to be not do like the upside down shit and like uh, I have a feeling of. It's gonna. It's supposed to be a different animal. Oh my god! We'll see what kind of ideas they have now. Yeah, well, they definitely didn't have any ideas before for that other shit. So I did like seeing. Else. I did like seeing Sean Astin. It's, that's a clever stunt casting. I enjoy, I just enjoy Sean Astin as an actor. Sam Wyeth Gamgee. Lord of the Rings. Rudy. Uh, Fifty first dates. Yeah. Ah, uh, whatever. So Robocop shows up and he's gonna fight Dick Jones. <laughs> Dick Jones takes the hostage. He takes the old man. An old man. And for some reason, there's a gun in the the boardroom. I don't know why we ever... There, there was a gun in the boardroom for the Ed 209 test, test right? Uh, but the, this gun is in the boardroom in a box. Like, it's uh, some special meaning. I think they left the same gun in there. But why would it, why would the gun be in there? Why would there still be bullets? It's like something you would take out. Like, it makes no damn sense. Because guns rule, man. <laughs> I feel like there's like a Chekhov's gun moment, and we just didn't get it. Like, they cut it at some point. Like, this is the old man's great-grandfather used to be a law enforcement officer in Detroit, and he was, like, a cowboy-type guy, and this is his gun from when he was a, a policeman, and this is kind of why the old man wants to build a RoboCop in the first place and clean up Detroit. Oh. That's, like, that. that's what I think. That's, that's a lot, though. I don't know how they would put that in the movie. Well, I know, but you know, you, with every movie, there's always shit that they've built in backstory-wise that doesn't make it. Not every movie. Not, Quentin Tarantino's not writing every movie. <laughs> It, a lot of movies are just like, yeah, this happens and this shit happens. But you know what I mean? Robocop is, in Verhoeven is the kind of guy that would oh, yeah, have the that. The guy who wrote it did like a bunch of different drafts of it. So right. You might be right. I was thinking more, it's just like, you know, you ever wake up and you're only like five foot seven. You need a gun. And uh, yeah, your penis don't work too good. And like women won't pay attention to you. So you want to feel powerful. So you get a gun and you go to the shooting range and you talk about it all the time. And you post pictures of your gun on Reddit and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Maybe is it weird that like all my Facebook posts are feature uh, Punisher skulls? Yeah, well, I mean it's not weird. That's perfectly natural if you uh, are weak and want to feel powerful, so you get a gun. But I was one of the CEO guys is just like that. That's why it was Dick there. Jones. Because guns rule. Okay, they make me feel powerful, and nothing else does. They're for protection and hunting purposes. Mm. No, I think they're so I feel safe in social situations. That's why everyone in Arizona has got a concealed weapon. That's my assumption, anyways. So I try not to get into fights anymore. <laughs> you learned a lesson somewhere? No, but it's just like... Well, I mean, yeah, I got stabbed that one time, but it's like... Getting stabbed way different than getting <laughs> shot. And my assumption is just, yeah, everyone's got a gun, so... You don't want to get shot. <laughs> And, and as you can see, we're curling towards uh, the old Detroit future as we mm. speak. Well, that's just the Wild West out here. There's a bunch of cowboys. Um, but I, so I was thinking in this last scene here, he was just going to overcome the Prime Directive because he's more Murphy than he's Robocop. Now. Right, that's a way. But actually, uh, he 
Dick Jones just gets fired. Right, that should be more like what the second movie... Again, like this is the stuff they should mine for the second movie, but no, they're going to talk about nuke and little boy drug dealers instead. Mm. Well, I, just, uh, I approach every movie as if it doesn't need a sequel. Robocop. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. I'm just saying that they made a sequel. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make a sequel, you know, fucking try a little harder. Hey, just let him overcome his prime directive. <laughs> yeah, or that could have been the perfect way to end the movie. He would have been completely reaffirming his humanity as Murphy. Well, he does, they try to do that with his last line. Like, what's your name? Oh, Murphy. 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 Yeah, I mean, I guess they did it. But, and then, it, oh, this is... Another problem with the sequel, it's like the same problem I have with the, the Matrix sequels, is at the end of the first movie, they they kind of present, like, this is going to be the new um, the new normal, right? The new mm-hmm. set of events. But then as soon as the second movie starts, like, that's not the time frame, you know what I mean? Like, Ro- Robocop in Robocop 2 is still, isn't exactly, he doesn't believe he's Murphy. He's still dealing with the same... Yeah, no, it's just they... They, they like remine and re they like retread the same ground with yeah, him. Yeah, they just it's, they restarted. It's the same thing they did with Neo and in the Matrix sequels. Yeah, because he's like at the end of the first thing. Matrix, he's like, this is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna show them what you don't want them to see, and we're gonna see what fucking happens. But that's not what happens in the fucking Matrix sequels. No, you Wachowski sisters, you're hacks too. You. Yeah, they are hacks because it's just Dark City, anyways. No oh, hacks. <laughs> we talked about this last time. It's Dark City and that one <laughs> anime movie that we. I'm constantly quote Mega Zone 20. I couldn't remember it. Yeah, cool. My God. You laid it all summer long. What if everything is just an illusion inside a computer? <laughs> Don't journey back to a time when the music was hot. Huh? The, the girls, girls were hotter than a guy with a cool bike. You laid all summer long. <laughs> yeah. The world was just an illusion inside a computer that controlled everything. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa, man, my brains. Uh, so he shoots the shit out of Dick Jones, though. He's like, thank you for firing this man. Thank you. Pop, pop, pop. And that's the end of Robocop. Make right after, he's like, <laughs> I do like it. It's like, what's your name? Murphy. And then the screen yeah, flashes. Robocop. Robocop. <laughs> I actually... I mean, like, ironically, but yeah. like, when I was watching it last night to refresh myself before this, I, like, cheered. I was like, yeah, Robocop, because he fucking did it. <laughs> he did. He killed that old man. Uh, what are we watching next? We're watching The Last Dragon next. That's what I decided. The Last Dragon. That's what we're watching next. Uh, um, I'm, sure I'm sure I haven't seen that one since we were really little. No, I don't, definitely haven't seen that one since I was, like, 10. Maybe yeah. younger. Again, well, I thought I'd seen Robocop more recently, but I'm pretty sure I've not seen this since I was a kid, yeah. Oh, no, I saw Robocop like five years ago, maybe, because I was showing it to my roommates. I was like, oh, fucking, they have Robocop on Netflix, let's watch it. And they're all like, what, Robocop? What the fuck are you talking about? Are you serious? No, this is like a legit ass movie. (laughs) Um, And then they're like, oh, shit, there's like gore and stuff. I was like, yeah, this is real shit. This is real life. (laughs) (laughs) This is how it is on the streets. (laughs) On the streets, the streets. God damn it. Oh, I don't know. I guess join us next time for The Last Dragon, um, adventureproductions.com. Oh, uh, yeah, we didn't plug anything. You can, like, donate. We've, we're streaming on Twitch. Uh, we're going to figure out, like, a schedule maybe to put up there, but we'll Definitely see. Definitely probably be, like, Fridays until you guys donate enough money that I don't have to work a regular job. So get started on that. <laughs> uh, do we have a Patreon, or is it just, like... No, it's just the donation link through the McVentureProductions.com, and then on Twitch. And then oh, we are selling the, the ad space shit we talked about. You can find that link on McVentureProductions.com under the Thrillum link. Thrillum? Thrillum. Thrillum. Yeah, try to thrill me. 
Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, well, the donate link is donate slash throw me. So you can throw us if you want directly. Uh, or if you want to throw us money and also uh, excite or thrill another person, you can. Yeah, do can, something so I don't have to work at my shitty job anymore. All right, bye. I'm going to run on Twitter. Bye. Space Force. Bye. Space Force. Pew.